Hello everyone, welcome to Unverified, the show that focuses completely on smaller creators that are starting to make a name for themselves on social media. I'm your host, Dakota Broussard, and every week we'll be taking a deep dive into a creator's history, personal experiences creating content, earning revenue, working with brands, and growing an audience. On this episode, we talk with Naveen, who goes by Saving with Queen, teaching how to coupon, save money, and find hidden clearances in the best deals at retail stores and online has led to her amassing over 260,000 followers on TikTok and over 102,000 followers on Instagram as of October 2020. Let's get into the interview. If you just want to start off by telling us your background, kind of what got you interested in content creation, what inspired you and really what your content focuses on. I started back in 2013. This is before I actually started social media because I was all about saving. And then once I moved from New York to Louisiana, I didn't really know anyone. So I figured I'd use all my free time on couponing and stretching every dollar that my husband earns. And a year and a half later, that's when I created my Instagram and it just took off from there. People were just really interested when I would coupon and get a lot of stuff for as little as possible. And that was for about a year and a half to two years between couponing and clearance hunting. Uh, I did that. And then I post hauls of what I got and how I got it and how those that were following me are also able to get it as well. For example, if there was free toothpaste and toothbrushes that week, I'd tell them how, where to get the coupons how to be able to score the deal as well. So not only are they seeing me get the item, they themselves can also get it and would also know and understand how. Um, I think my whole point was honestly to make sure people knew how to save money. And it's not like that TV show, um, Extreme Couponers. <laughs> right. Because a lot of that show mis- makes people believe you can get like 100 toothpaste in one shot. When in reality, you really can't do that because of all the fine prints and mm. coupon uh, rules. Because a lot of people don't realize you actually can't use more than, let's say, some of them you can't use more than two of the same coupon or four of the same coupon. Right. And then about a year and a half ago, I started adding online clearance hunting and freebies to my social media content. And it just really took off from there. Up to today, I now have over 100,000 on Instagram and over 260,000 on TikTok. Um, I started TikTok about three months ago and it really took off. People always ask me to do step-by-step breakdowns, like show them how to get something because some people are visual learners rather than hearing something. They, they want to see how it's done. And thanks to TikTok, I'm actually able to do that. So then do you do content full time then or is it just kind of something you do on the side here and there? Um, It used to be um, on the side, Mm -hmm. uh, but now it's pretty much full time posting up to 30 to 40 times a day on Instagram deal wise and TikTok. um, I try to post up to six to seven videos a day, depending on. If there's good deals and good scenarios for couponing, I post more if there's not a lot because I just don't want to post any just any kind of deals. And I try to keep it all like newbie friendly is a term we use so that someone who's brand new to the whole saving money concept, they're able to do it and are confident enough to do it. 
So you're posting upwards of 30, 40 times on Instagram a day, six, up to six TikToks a day. How many hours a week are you spending focusing on your content creation? Because that seems like you're pumping out a ton of content that has to take quite a bit of time. Sometimes it does. I do have to admit, uh, I have a couple of my followers who also find some deals and send it to me. And when Mm. that happens, I do credit them in my captions. But I want to say probably spend about maybe 10 hours or more a week because Uh I do get a lot of direct messages and comments that I have to go through. Do you earn revenue from your content creation? Is that something you've kind of grown your following enough to be able to actually make money off of this? Yes, I um I have a whole affiliate disclosure on my website okay. and I do earn commission on some things. I do have to say everything that's physically coupon related, whether it's like digital couponing or online couponing or me doing breakdowns that mm-hmm. I just do so people are able to learn. I don't really earn anything of that. But when it comes to like online sales or clearance items, I do earn some commission on that, which in return helps me pay for giveaways because I do giveaways often. I think in the past two months alone, I've given away three Nintendo Switches, a Chromebook. I sent 12 boxes of food delivery services to followers who were unable to have food in their homes. So it's been a blessing for both me and the fo- my followers. What has it been like, you know, over the years to see your following begin to grow? And especially with TikTok, you said it's been about three months, you said? Correct. Three months. Yeah. In three months, how does it feel to have gone from, you know, just starting your account on that platform to now having over 200,000 followers on that platform? A little bit um, unbelievable, honestly, because I've known others who have been on the platform longer and still don't have as much followers as I do. I don't know. I, I was always hesitant on actually showing my face. And then I don't know. I just I just one day got over that fear, showed my face and just the comments I get back is people just love my personality. So I guess that plays a part of it. But I I just try to stay super positive on all platforms. I try not to respond to any kind of negativity. Your growth on TikTok, has it been steady since the start or did like one video or maybe a couple videos really pop off and that's how you've started to amass the following you have on there? I want to say the first month and a half i wasn't really gaining much i probably gained maybe five to seven hundred followers within that time and then that's when i chose okay i'm just gonna keep posting because whether it's one person scoring the deal or a hundred it's still worth it to me and then one day one of my videos got up to a million views over a one week span and then i got a lot of followers through that a couple weeks later another one of my videos same thing happened, almost a million views. And I just, I want to say two more after that also did really well because I also post things for like Amazon. I, I post all the Amazon hacks, I should say, or secrets that a lot of people don't want others to know about. I basically posted those because I would rather people know about them and be aware about them rather than paying more money, especially with what's going on right now. A lot of people got laid off. So I'm trying to help people stretch every dollar. And then this may sound corny, but I made myself I think, it, yeah, I guess a trailer or like a commercial or something. And people re- kind of responded back to that pretty well as well. Are you in the TikTok creator fund? I was, and then I left it. And then I just tried reapplying. 
I had left it because my views have went down. <laughs> and um, I think a majority of people had said the same thing about that. Yeah, that's a lot about what I'm hearing is where, you know, TikTok comes out and say that the algorithm has no connection or has a way to tell if you're in the TikTok creator fund. But the loud majority of people are saying that they did see like a dramatic drop off in views. And then a lot of people are also saying like, as soon as they left, their views exploded back up. Like someone that I talked to, their views completely plateaued. And then like a week after leaving the creator fund, they went from 50,000 to 70,000 followers. Oh, wow. Yeah. How long were you in the fund for? A week and a half to two mm. weeks. Um, I did reapply because I saw the opposite effect of as soon as I left, I barely got any views. Like right. the views got even worse for me. So I thought, okay, let me reapply. And then I also consider the factor that now that people are being paid for it, there's more, I guess just say competition or more videos being put out there because everyone's trying to earn. Honestly, to me, from what I was earning from it, it didn't seem too much of like, it wasn't really that important to me because you're making like three cents. I think it is every thousand or 2000 views. So unless you're doing like a million view videos every time, it's not really much. Well, it's just even crazy to think about like a three cent CPM compared to, you know, YouTube where the average is like $5 per 1000 views. It's yeah. such a dramatic difference. So it's like for so many people, the TikTok creator fund has been a blessing, but it also is just like super, super low. <laughs> oh, yeah, I believe that. So I know you post a lot per day, but how much planning would you say goes into everything you do, everything you post? I want to say a decent amount. I think the majority of my time is actually verifying the deal. And when I say that, I mean, making sure the site is legitimate and safe for someone uh -huh. to purchase something from and making sure like comparing prices through other databases and websites making sure it really is a good price and then actually creating the post. Whereas actually finding a deal, that's, that's the fastest process. Do you really have like future plans for different types of content you want to create or kind of how you want to up your content in any way? What's the long-term goal for you? I think long-term goal is it's the same still as how I have it now. And that's just keeping up to date with the deals and because times is changing and more policies are being inputted on select deals. So it's, I don't want to say harder, but it's more, a little bit more challenging than it used to be. Right. That was, yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. I feel like from what I've seen with even in-person couponing, it's like gotten way harder than it used to be. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with like the advancements of technology and like online shopping. Yeah. And then also I like, especially for when it comes to TikTok, the amount of reach you can get, it's from literally from all the states, even out of the state. So when I do couponing deals, I mostly for TikTok, I try to stick to all digital deals. And for that, I mean, for example, I had posted a Target deal a couple weeks back and all you needed was your Target Cartwheel app. It's I'm not sure if you know what that is, but it's the Target app and there's like in-store coupons along with manufacturer coupons in the app. And it was we, we like to use the term double dipping for gift cards. So when you purchase $40 worth of detergent, you are also getting back $25 in gift card. Plus, there was coupons in the app you could also use to apply to the products. Um, so people were basically paying about net total $13 for about $40 worth of name brand detergent. Okay, so you get the gift card, but that gift card can be applied to that purchase? To the next purchase. That's why I like to say net total. 
Okay. So it's just over time, you end up saving more kind of, you know, in that moment, you spend more, but it pays off in the end. Correct. Yeah. Because, uh, for example, for the Target gift card deals, you can't use that gift card until right after you purchase. Mm-hmm. So as I said to my followers, for someone that was brand new, if you're shopping at Target or plan on buying clothes or something, you would do that deal first. And then that gift card you get, you can just apply to the rest of your stuff. Okay, I guess that. <laughs> yeah, I've like I've looked into couponing and the digital deals and it's just it makes my brain explode. <laughs> it's just I just feel like it has to be crazy, to, you know, to be tracking all of that. Does it ever get overwhelming? Or have you been doing it for so long that you just like understand it? And it's really just like it's become first nature to you. I, it's it's become more of a second nature to me. Uh-huh. But at the same time, as it does get overwhelming because looking at a computer screen and just going off of ads and stuff, it just the screen alone does give a person a headache sometimes. So sometimes I just stay a few hours away from any technology, my phone, computer, everything, and I push it to the side. To kind of just have to step away every so often and just kind of refresh your mind. Yeah, because I also don't want my kids thinking it's okay to be on the screen 24-7. Right. So I try to limit myself, especially when my kids are around, to minimize how much I'm spending time on a screen. I don't know if you have like other plans for type of content you want to create, you know, if you're sticking with what you currently do, or if you've ever thought about branching out and trying something else, or, you know, expanding to different platforms, because I know you said you mainly focus on, I think you have a website, right? Yeah. So you focus on your website, Instagram, TikTok. Have you looked into, you know, creating YouTube videos? Or is it just something that doesn't necessarily work with the format that you currently do? I do have YouTube as well. I just don't say it because I'm not as consistent with YouTube because honestly, so much prop goes to people that do do YouTube because it's a lot more work than people think. (laughs) Editing alone is so hard and time consuming because I have little ones and a baby. A lot of like couponing chips, people want to see you when you go in store and it's really hard for me to record and try to keep my toddler and baby safe and by me and not getting hurt. So I try to do, sometimes I do a quick little video. I do post a couple like clearance videos of how to find clearance, how to know if a clearance item is going to ring up cheaper at Walmart, um, things like that. And then how to use the website Brixie, a website a lot of couponers and clearance hunters use mm-hmm. to find hidden clearance in stores. But um, I'm not as consistent on there. And then for Twitter, I do have a Twitter, but um, it's nothing different than Instagram. I just have everything I post on Instagram go straight to Twitter as well. So you kind of just use that as a repost of your Instagram, then it's not something you really focus on. Correct. If someone was thinking of getting into couponing or doing what you do, what would your advice be to them? Just keep posting. Um, I do have a lot of people ask me, and for some reason, they always find it intimidating asking me because I'm considered a big page to them and they don't really think I'd be honest. But I tell them exactly how it works, what affiliate networks they can work with to start earning income. And I know some people are um, don't really appreciate us when we say, all right, the direct link is in our bio, but more so than often, a lot of the followers appreciate it and don't mind shopping through our links because they see it as they wouldn't have known about the deal or clearance item without us posting it. But it's just, don't be afraid to ask. The worst thing is someone says no or leaves you on red. But for me personally, I always try to respond to everyone and I'm always 100% straightforward if they need, ever need help. 
Awesome. Yeah, I think that's definitely something I've learned over the years is that the worst thing that'll happen is someone says no, or you just never hear from them. But if you really put yourself out there, you work hard and you really try, that's really when you see the biggest benefit. Like it just doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. And I know from personal experience, me just asking uh, bigger pages when I was little, it was uh, upsetting when you just ask a simple question and they don't want to be upfront about it, which honestly, I just, I never understood because no matter what, someone's going to figure out about it either way, whether you want to help or not. So why not see it as a positive thing that you were willing to help? Saying that, have you had experience with people who create content in your same niche kind of being hostile almost? They don't want to share their secrets. They kind of hold this proprietary knowledge and don't want to share it. Like, is that is that something that happens? 100%. I'll never actually say names, but unfortunately that happens more often. And then especially in the community, we call this uh, the coupon community. Mm -hmm. um, credit is a very big thing. Um, amongst ourselves. So when one person posts something and doesn't give another person credit, a lot of times they'll get messaged about it or they'll get blocked about it. Or the person will end up just taking something they found and making it into something their own. But it's, I don't know, I, I find it more of something that's unnecessary. Uh, it does happen often and it gets very upsetting to some. I try to brush it off because mm -hmm. in the end, it's really none of our content, really, since we're all taking it from the sites. And then a lot of people don't factor in that because we all work for the same affiliate companies, we all get the same emails and we all look at the same ads. So a lot of times it happens not purposely. It just happens because we just happen to be looking at the same item mm -hmm. or we're reading the same email at the same time. So it's something I feel like no one should really take personally unless someone just takes a post and removes a person's name. <laughs> off right. the post, then I, I feel like it's unnecessary drama, I should say. Essentially, the niche that you create content is you're all relatively making, you know, videos about the same deals or, you know, slightly different. How do you set your content apart from everyone else? What do you think makes you unique over, you know, someone else in the same niche as you? Just trying to think. <laughs> um, I want to say, um, as you said, we do all post a, a lot of the same content. Some people focus on one section, like some people focus on a lot of home decor items. Mm -hmm. um, one account focuses on a lot of clothing or shoes. I like to focus on just everything. So whether if you're looking for sneakers or looking for a brand new mattress, I'm going to post about it. And then anytime someone has a question or needs help, I, I try to answer them immediately. And then I also have a, a telegram group. Um, it's like an, um, kind of like texting notifications. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my followers are also able to get first dibs on deals because they get the notifications that straight to their phone. Is that something you charge for access for? Or is that just open to anyone? Oh, no, that's just open to anyone. I don't charge. I never charge for anything. I try to keep everything free. Um, even when I go on TikTok lives, I make it very clear. I don't want anyone sending me gifts mm -hmm. because the support they give me on my page is more than enough. They don't need to spend their extra money on something like that. And then I heard that Instagram is now doing that as well, which makes me not want to go live because I don't want my followers feeling obligated. They have to send me a gift because of that. 
I mean, the way that I see it is it's like, I'm like, if you're honest about people, like letting people know that they are in no way obligated, but I still feel like so many people want to do whatever it takes to support the creators that they follow. I get not wanting to, you know, take money from your followers, but it's crazy how generous audiences have become on social media with supporting their favorite creators. Like they'll do whatever it takes to, you know, support those that they love and that they follow. Yeah, no, I 100% understand that. I don't I just feel the way my mom always taught me, she always said, you never accept anything money wise if you don't need it. So that's how I always see it in my aspect. Like I, and I always tell them like, it's literally, it's like, I don't know how much they pay for the gifts, but it's, it's not even pennies when they send it. So I, I tell them like, I'd rather you guys spend money on deals and getting yourself something or paying it for to someone else that needs it. Like if you're spending two, $3 sending me a gift, I'd rather you go give a homeless person a meal and do that way, which, and I just don't, I never want them taken neg- negatively when I say that. Right. You're just, you know, you would much rather have them focus that energy and, you know, use that money. Yeah. I'd rather like, yeah, pay it forward kind of thing. Have you worked with brands specifically or are you just more posting deals in general? Like as in sponsored posts? Right. Um, I've done a couple. I try not to do all of them, like especially for sponsors. I try not to do often because if I don't believe in a product or if the price is still not going to be good, I won't accept it. But um, I think I only accepted, yeah, I only accepted one so far this year and that was for Fun, And I accepted it because I've been with them for over three years. So it was 100% something I believed in and I liked. And I felt like my followers would like it as well. And they gave me a discount code for them to save a little bit more. So it, as long as it works in the favor of both of us and not just me benefiting, I wouldn't mind accepting it. Yeah, I feel like especially in what you do, you kind of you don't want, you know, to be throwing something out there where it's like kind of go against what you say and what you teach on your channel. So it's really nice to see that you've focused so heavily on only doing it when it does have an actual benefit. Yeah. And then a lot of people have because I post a lot of Amazon hacks and like secrets on TikTok, especially the way to like scope out Amazon site to get the best prices. A lot of asked me about I don't know if you ever knew, but some people do pay reviews for Amazon and they asked me about it and at one point I finally spoke about it on my page people were never aware of it why it's such a bad thing to do and I was explaining to them if you're writing a fake review on something that's 30 40 dollars and someone reads that review and believes it they're spending their 30 or 40 dollars and it's going to be on something that's basically not worth it. And then I tell them, put yourself in those shoes. You, you're earning $30, $40. And for some people that takes two days worth of work or like six hours worth of work just to earn that. And are you okay with getting something for free, making it harder for hundreds of people knowing whether it's going to be worth it or not? I just didn't like the thought of it. And I wanted to make sure people were aware of it. Yeah, that's why I really like when I find product reviews that actually are just like 100% genuine, you know, because it really like you got sent something for free or you're being paid to review something you you're kind of biased to the brand side already. Yeah, exactly. I I did admit to them that I tried it out like two years ago or so, but I was immediately banned because I wasn't lying. I wasn't giving them five star reviews like they requested. <laughs> I told them, I was like, I'm not going to give you five star reviews. This doesn't even work. And they'd be like, well, we sent you it and we'll give you $5 extra. I'm like, no. And I left my review and then I got banned from the group. 
And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then I did let them know there's um, Facebook groups that do like a drop ship where you're not actually doing a review at all. The sellers just want to send some of the products to raise their sales up on Amazon, but you don't have to leave a review or anything. You just randomly get packages for free. Other than that, I try to make people aware that why it's wrong rather than just saying no. You brought up drop shipping and that's <laughs> that's something entirely in of its own where it's like, yeah, technically these people are doing what large retailers are doing where they're getting it for cheaper and they're selling it for higher. But it's like, I don't know, there's just something about like the culture of drop shipping that's kind of off to me, especially with so many of them creating these sites and then just importing the reviews from AliExpress or something. It's just like entirely seems dishonest to me. Yeah. And I try to keep it 100% honest on my page. And people do comment on that saying they do always say thank you for not just agreeing to something just to say you can make a quick buck. And I always tell them I'm never going to choose money over my followers because I wouldn't be where I am right now if it weren't for all your support. So why would I want to portray that? Definitely. And you know, in the short term, sure, you might get quite a bit of money out of doing something. But long term, you may put your audience off from watching you and it would actually be detrimental to you in the end. Would you say like focusing on the long term motivates a lot of what you do then? Honestly, sometimes what motivates me is sometimes I feel like I don't want to post today. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go through my direct messages and I'll have DMs from my father saying, thank you so much. I know it didn't seem like much work to you, but this made a huge difference in our lives and things like that. And then I'm like, okay, well, now I have to post something. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's not because I have to. It's just like, okay, th- that made me happy. Like the whole point of me starting this because I didn't actually start making, I've been on Instagram alone for over five years, I believe now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little over five years. And this year alone is what I actually started earning money. Before that, I was all 100% free. I never charged anything. I never asked for my files for anything. I still did giveaways because there were times that I'd use referrals. Other than that, I never earned anything. And then the earning the commission just made it easier for me to be able to help my followers. I do get followers who just DM me out of blue saying, thank you. You have no idea how hard it's been. And then depending on if I got a lot of referrals or not, I'd also be able to send them a gift card. Not because they asked, they just the way they were so thankful and venting and appreciative. I just send them a gift card out of the blue for whether it's Walmart or Target. I try to keep it universal stores. I don't know. I just, I just see it as a huge blessing. And it's nice knowing that people appreciate what you're doing for them. So a lot of your motivation then comes back from your audience. So it's like a feedback loop where you're continually motivated by seeing that you're helping people out and that they're appreciative. Correct. You know, if we want to jump back a little bit to when you started off on TikTok, did you have any like special strategies or things you've learned over that time that kind of has helped propel your growth on the platform? To be 100% honest, every trick or technique people told me about never worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, forget this. <laughs> I'm going to see this hot mess mom. I'm going to fix like I'll throw my hair in a ponytail. I'm going to show them the deal because that's what I'm here for. And that's what worked. I tried doing my makeup, which is very hard with having four kids. And I'm going to lie. Right. I tried looking like really nice. And then I realized I'm focusing more on my looks and what my point of doing these videos were for. So I said, I'm not going to try anymore. I'm just going to do it. And if the video does well, it does well. It won't matter to me. And then it just started picking off on there. And then I'll, I think myself, I think of myself as a funny person sometimes. So I do little jokes and some videos. And people really respond to it sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, okay, that's dumb. I never should have said that. But (laughs) nine times out of time, people liked it. 
would you say your persona in your content is 100% your actual authentic self then? Oh, yeah, 100%. Sometimes I regret it. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have posted that. But (laughs) it stays up. That just kind of like proves the whole thing where over the years we've learned that those who succeed on social media the most long term are those who are their authentic self. And it seems like you've really made that a focus of your brand. You know, you tried doing what everyone else is doing or like listening to others. But in the end, you realize that what actually matters is who I am. And you focused on that. And do you really think that that's kind of like when it all changed and it made your growth explode? I think so. I think one video that really changed people's persona and (laughs) sometimes I get scared saying it, but I try not to. I say it anyway. Once I let people know that I am a Muslim, their whole persona kind of changed. At first, I did lose a lot of followers because of it. I think I lost quite a bit, like a decent amount. And then I just stayed with it. I didn't take my video down about it. And in the end, people just realized that, okay, just like people understood just because you're a different religion, you come from a different area, it doesn't matter anymore when you're trying to bond on one specific thing. And I just, I make, I try to make it a no judgment zone. People are welcome, more than welcome to their opinions as long as it's not like offensive. And I just, I try to keep it fun. And then yeah. when people ask for help on something, um, there was, I post, um, I try to post a lot of baby deals because babies are always in business. <laughs> um, uh, there was one time, I think it was like a month or so ago, a, a girl was just commented, she was, can someone just please help me pick a baby name? I can't decide. So I just, I do what, not do what it, but like I responded via video and I made it a giveaway and I said, whoever has a good baby name, comment it below and whichever name has the most likes gets a Starbucks gift card. <laughs> that's awesome and people responded that too well and people thought it was funny and people like they made it fun and the girl just loved it the <laughs> mom loved it she didn't expect that at all i don't know i just tried to make everything like i wanted people to think it's okay asking stuff like that on my platform that's that's okay um when it comes to referrals i never try to be greedy so when mm-hmm. i post my referral link i always tell them post yours in the comments like there was a free food deal for uber eats a couple of days ago and I had posted my referral code, but I also commented saying, if you don't want to use mine, I mean, not if you don't want to use mine. I said, if you have one, comment in below and so others can use it. Uh-huh. Because again, I know I understand that I have a huge platform and I don't need that much free food anyway. So right. why not share the blessing for people that don't have a big platform to be able to share their codes with? It just seems like a lot of your focus is on that authenticity and being genuine. Yeah, I try to. As we start to kind of wrap this up, there was a question I wanted to get to. Let me remember it. (laughs) Sorry, talk too much sometimes. No, no problem. That works best for a podcast, you know, trying to fill up a longer conversation. Okay, Um, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I always try to aim for like 45 minutes to an hour of the actual recording session. Because, you know, once you cut out pauses or stutters, it, it gets shorter. But my question was... Oh, I think it was something about, do you have experience collaborating with other creators on TikTok? Um, TikTok? Not really. Um, I mean, if there's a deal I saw on someone else's TikTok, I'll credit them. But as far as that, not really. Um, I do want to say on Instagram, I do. Like, it's uh, we do like a joint giveaway. I'll team up with a smaller page so their page can grow as well. The giveaways where you go and follow, you know, a couple of names, that sort of thing? 
Yeah, but I try to keep it just two people because I know a lot. For me, for giveaways, if I see like there's more than five people you have to follow, I don't want to do it. Right. Because it's just just me personally. So I try to keep it just me and one other person and just follow both of us. And it's usually a really good prize, like a Michael Kors bag or Mm -hmm. a cup or a Starbucks gift card or a Target gift card. Things people like or would want to gift to someone. Outside of the content that you create, who are some other creators that you watch and you get inspiration from? I want to say uh, the freebie guy. He like finds the best hidden clearance. It's crazy. He, like he does it full time. He has a huge website as well. I think. See, it's hard because I have a handful. <laughs> right. Uh, there's another account. Um, her account is Nancy Saves. Um, she has both TikTok and Instagram, and so does the freebie guy. And She's fairly new, but she posts great content as well. And she's the same as me. She always verifies all the deals. Make sure it's not just any kind of deal. Sorry, how many kids do you have? I have four. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm pretty busy usually. <laughs> I bet. I couldn't imagine. We talked a little bit about advice you would have for people trying to get into it. I don't know if there's anything else you've kind of learned that you would want to share with people who are thinking of getting into creating content, you know, especially on like the platforms you use. Honestly, it's just be true to who you are. Never go against what you would do in light in real life and believe in just Mm -hmm. to please others. And no matter if it takes a day or a year until someone realizes that's good, don't change it because followers really can tell if it's authentic or if it's not. Awesome. I think that's definitely like a great spot to leave this off of. Where can people find you and what what can they expect from your content? They can find me um, Instagram and TikTok. Um, They can expect to find whether it's free stuff or cheap stuff or just learn the basics of saving money. Or even if they don't want to start and are hesitant and just to watch. Because sometimes I will do uh, my followers who do score. And it's just honestly a great way because... A lot of my followers end up finishing their Christmas shopping and holiday shopping way before the holidays even start. A lot of my followers already said they're already finished with more than half their list. Thanks to all the clearance finds. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and talking with me and sharing more about your story. It was definitely really interesting to kind of learn, you know, your path, how you got where you are now. And I can't imagine with it seems like your growth on TikTok especially is going fast to where it'll be fun to continue tracking that and see, you know, where you go from here. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate it. Hey everyone, it's Dakota again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Naveen of Saving With Queen. Be sure to go follow her at Saving With Queen on TikTok and Instagram. Also, while you're at it, be sure to rate Unverified, leave a review, and share with your friends. Let me know what you think of the show and tell me who you want to see on the podcast next. You can find me on youtube.com slash West Dakota, Twitter at West Dakota YT, or connect with me on LinkedIn at Dakota Broussard. Thank you. I'll see you next time.